So today, I'm going to talk about, I'm, I'm not going to talk for that long because we've got a different uh, a, a program today, but I'm going to talk about to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Because why? Just because of who He is and His um, faithfulness with us, with us as a, a, a church, with us as individuals. And let me, let me to get to my sermon, it'll all make sense. To God be the glory. So, I'm going to begin again with a question, and my, my, my question is, is have um, any one of you guys here ever been in a situation where you just didn't know what to do? Like you had no idea how to fix the issue, how to, to make things work, how to make it a little bit easier, you know, and the more you try it, the more you do it, uh, uh, and the worse it gets. It just keeps on. So I'm not the only one here. There's more people. That's, that's, that's good if there's more people. It's not just me alone. But what we've seen this last um, year um, for us as well as a, a, a church and a church um, a community is that we've been f faced with so many things that influence our lives. You know, we've been faced with a, a COVID-19 thingamajing. Um, we've been faced with, um, everyone is, has such somehow been influenced by the U.S. presidential elections. Um, we've been faced with corruption things, with and political things like there's so many things that influenced our, our, our lives, and we just did not have any way that we, in our own strength, can fix these things. It's been an interesting year for that, and for us as well as a church. Um, there's some of you that also, you heard this before, but I'm just going to re repeat it again, is we had a, a word from the Lord to come to, to Namibia, and all of that is also in Isaiah 58. We came and we only had a word with, and the rest, nothing, no money, no building, no people, nothing. But the Lord said, he, he said to us, okay, listen, I will send you the people. So we came to Namibia with nothing. We didn't know anyone. And we put a, a Facebook on, 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 on the internet and said, we will be at um, Seattle in the mall um, if anyone wants uh, to meet us. And there we are off to do the mall, and we sat there like two wallflowers at a matric farewell, waiting. Creek, 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 where's the people? Because the Lord said. And because the Lord said, the people came. Every time we went there, someone came, someone came. We didn't have to look for anyone to come to meet with us and to want to ask about what we do and what we will do in the future. So the Lord was faithful in, in, in that. The people came and 
you are all evidence of that. Our awesome team are all evidence of that. People came because God said, God is faithful. Money, we came with no money. What did we do? I also do photography and stuff, and for me to come in as a new wedding photographer, it takes time to, to get into the system for people to get to know you and your name to get out there. Um, but the Lord did. Like the work came and it's, it's still there. I still do lots of um, weddings and things. The Lord provides because He said He will. He's been faithful with us this whole year. We talk about this building. Um, I think we spoke about this many times before. It took, I think, it took us about 50 buildings, a little bit more, that we went to look at this venue and that one, just looking for where can we have church. And people just said, no, nope, 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 nope. And one day, randomly, we walked in here, and on the wall in the kitchen it says, Isaiah 58. And that's the word that the Lord sent us out with, with Isaiah 58. So we came and we meet the people here and we asked them, do, do you have a, a spot for us? We just want to begin church. And they said yes, instantly. Um, after about 50, it might have been 58, who knows. But the Lord said that he will give us a building, he will give us a people, and because of that, we thank him because he's a faithful God in everything. So I actually love that. The thing is, we, we are all very uh, used to having lots of options. Like if you walk into, um, I can't say names like Sparrow Checkers or anything, but if you walk into a, a shop, there's just options of milk, almond milk, low-fat milk, medium-fat milk, whatever milk, and some more milk, and bread, and internet options. There's just options, options, options. So we're all used to having a lot of options. But what happens if we run out of options? What happens if there's things like our health, a job, um, sickness, whatever, I mean, our lives, that we run out of options how to fix it, how to make it work. What do we do then? No more options. And the th thing is what we've seen this last year in, within ourselves, but also in our, our church, when we run out of options, God gives us opportunities. When, we, when our options run out, opportunities open for God to reveal His power in our lives like never before. I'm going to read that again because I believe we all need to hear it. When we run out of options, God opened up opportunities for us to reveal His power in our lives like never before. 
And that's why today I believe we should be a thankful church community because we, we serve a faithful God. He always looks after us. He always, and with him, there is always an out. And I'm just going to quickly read for you guys from Romans 3, verse 21 to 23 in the Amplified Bible. For you guys who have a, a Bible here, or a cell phone with an app on it, Romans 3, verse 21 to 23, from the Amplified. And it says the following. But now the righteousness of God has been clearly revealed, independently, completely. So it's not a, it's not a, a mystery clearly revealed apart from the law, though it is actually confirmed by the law and the words and the, the writings of the, the prophets. Verse 22 now. This righteousness, it means you are being right with God. You are you're saved. You're not lost anymore. This righteousness of God comes How? Through faith in Jesus Christ for all those. Say all those. All those. So it's not some of us. For all those who what? Who believe and trust in Him and acknowledge Him as God's Son. There is no distinction. There is no distinction. And verse 23 since all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God. So how does that all fit in with being thankful to God? How does that fit in? Where there is no distinction since all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God. What is the biggest opportunity that we received from God? What is the biggest thing we've received from Him? What is the, the big thing we must be eternally thankful for? The thing is, we should be eternally thankful for Him for all of this. For all of us, for you guys, for that we can be here for our health and everything, our jobs. But we should be eternally thankful that he sent his son, Jesus, to come and live among us and overcome that sin issue that we struggle to overcome sometimes. Like He sent him to overcome that so that why? We can have eternal life with Jesus. So for that, we must be eternally thankful to God. It's worth more than anything else that we know. So we now have the option to have eternal life with God, to, to sit with the King of Kings around a table and have good food. Dine with the King of Kings. Amen? Amen. So we are all born sinners, and there's no way that we can humanly fix that sin issue with God. But again, Jesus came to live among us, 
and he overcame that sin issue so that we again can be reconciled with God. And that's something we hear it a lot, but we should really make that our own and understand what that really means. He came and he shared his unfailing love and faithfulness with us. We have a, a risen king living with us. Amen? Amen. And to, um, to speak a, a little bit more about who God is and, and what he has done in us and through us, I'm just going to ask two um, people to, to come and share something. Um, I'm going to ask um, Essie if you can come forward and also Lauren. Mare, amma. Wie kan nie Afrikaans verstaan nie? Skryf nie na iemand toe wat Afrikaans verstaan, dat wil jou vertaal, asjeblief. <laughs> ek gaan dit in Afrikaans doen, jammer, maar ek is seker dit daar nie verstaan. Ek is uh, gediagnoseer met Crohn's disease in 2005. En ek denk, jy nie weet precies wat het is nie, sy kan die medische termen sjele verduidelik. Maar basis my eie immuniteitsstelsel val my derm aan. So hy vreet vir my op. So te veel witbloedcelle, Het vreet me op. Alright, dis, 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 dis soos het is. Dis ongeneeslik. Ok, lewe daarmee saam 2008, haal hulle stuk van my derm uit. En ek is sieklik, diarree, wekeliks. Die raak gewone aan. Kan nie dit eet, jy kan nie dat eet, jy kan nie dit drink, jy kan nie dit drink. In januari 2020. Hallo Johannes, ek is Essie. Waar is jylle? Ja, ons is hier en hier in die baan. Die baan is in die tjol. Oké, okay, maar ons kom. Kom, sit hier zo. En staaks genoeg, voordat ek hier was, gaan my diarrees begin weggaan. En ek begin, ek kan nou bykie meer eet, beter eet. Ek kan bykie goeders drink, en het gaan beter. Vanself, maak ons hier, elke zondag, soos jylle weet, kom ek hier zo en ek doen toe die Liberating Truth kursus. En in die proces begin ek gewig op te Want as jy die siekte het, jy bly verloor gewig, want jy het allemaal het kaldeerje. Toe ek in die hospitaal was 57 kilogram. Die ochend toe ek aangecheck het vir die operatie. En ek het mooi gestabiliseer op so 75, en toe kom ek hier na toe, hierdie mense gee my sy kos om te eet. Hulle gee kos hier so en hier so. En so word ek ronder en ronder en ronder, en ek denk het was hier by juni, juli. Toe spook ek met 90 kilogram, en ek moet nou aan werk. Hulle, Broeke is dier. En uh, ek is toen elke 18 maanden kry ek een scope, wat hulle nou binnenkant kyk of my derm gezond is en of hy mooi is. Nou elke foto vir die laaste van 2005 af, daar is daar stik in plek in die derm, bykie bloederigheid en is pink, ou wonde, nieuwe wonde, jylle kan sien hoe hy stik in is, maar ek koop daarmee, want dis mys nou ding wat forever is, dis permanent, dis, you've got it, ongeneeslik. En ek was hier by Liberating Truth en hier kwam my scope weer op, December maand. Alright. Ek is deel vir die scope, maar ek voel baie positief. Ek sê vir Johannes die dag, hier in die halfte van Liberating Truths, ek sê vir hom, jong, ek het nie meer die area nie, van in December, januari af, ek eet enig iets, ek drink enig iets, my slaapgewoontes, my toiletgewoontes, wonderlik. 
die laatste dag, hij en Stefan in die hoek, toe hy leg soos baba, soos hulle vir bid. En ek is windgat genoeg in die dag waar die dokter sê, die 14e december, toe sê ek vir die dokter, toe ek inkom, toe sê, so gaan het, ek sê wel, ek eet alles, ek drink alles, dit is net voor die skulp, ek sê van, dokter, in hierdie daarom gaan jy niks kry nie. Ja, sal maar sien, sal maar sien. Bloedtoetse is gedoen, sy sê van die bloedtoetse, want jy kry marasijne, maar lewe marasijne, daar gaan jou lever weer. Bloedtoetse wees, leverfunksies is normaal, witbloedcelle is onderbeheer, rooibloedcelle, eisters. Nee, dit lyk mooi. Ek sê, cool, maar kyk nou binnen. Waar daar wakker, sy sê, sy kan nie gloe. Daai derm is so wit tussen die dak. Sy moet so wit wees. Spierwit. Ek word so wakker met die laag, ek sê, jy moet so sê, jy het nie my geluister nie. En toe moest ek nou laas week weer na haar toe gaan, want sy wil my nou weer sien, want nee, dit kan nie genees word, nee, 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 is ongeneeslik. Toe gaan ek na haar toe, nou laas week, twee weke terug, toe het my laboratorium uit sla uitgekom. Hulle stier het weg, Zuid-Afrika, van Holloms op uwers toe. Geen sists, geen dit, geen niks, niks, niks normaal. Dank u, heren. How awesome is that? Huh? God is good. God is good. Lauren, can I, we get you quickly? We serve a faithful God. Amen. Morning, everyone. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Lauren. Um, yeah, and Johannes just asked me this morning to share a bit about my journey with God and also what he's doing, done in my life, and what he's doing in my life. Um, and I think it just ties in so well with this, what, with what we're sharing today, that he is faithful um, and that he's always there and that he's called each one of us by name. So, yeah, in high school, I gave my heart to the Lord. Um, and I knew what I was doing, and I knew that this was it. But since then, then I just decided that I, you know, I didn't want to journey with the Lord anymore. And I was all over the place, walked all sorts of different paths. Um, and about two years ago, more or less, I just felt this, you know, soft little nudge at my heart saying, just come back to me, come back into my home. Um, come and see what I've got in store for your life and for you as a person, as you that I have chosen. Um, and so I found myself slowly but surely, it took some time, a long time, um, and God put people in my life and I started questioning more and I just realized, you know, he has chosen me, he has called me by name. And I'd also just want to share with you all that it's okay, sometimes we wander off the, you know, off the path a little bit, but God is faithful in that sense, because if he's chosen us as kids, he's always going to bring us back into a home with, with him, um, so that, yeah, so that we can just fulfill what he's, what he's got in store with us. Um, and I just want to encourage you all with that this morning, that he will never forsake us, he will never, ever, ever leave our sides. Um, and I just want to share something also with you guys this morning. Um, sorry, I really don't like speaking in front of people, so hence all the shaking. <laughs> um, so it's from Isaiah 43, verse 1, verse 1 and 2, and it says, 
But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, you are mine. And that is so powerful. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God. Come on, you can clap. Let's give the Lord a hand. Also, it's a lekker luidruchtige kerk. Come on, how awesome is that, church? Why are we showing testimonies this morning? Why is it so powerful when we share testimonies and we hear from one another what the Lord is doing? Because there's actually a scripture, and I pray Johannes will help me because I always get it wrong. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't confess that. But the, what, the word of the testimony, ach, help me niet, is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yay! You can clap hands for that. No, but God is so awesome. And, you know, when we release testimonies of God healing and God restoring and God being faithful, as Lauren shared, it gives something to you. It releases something in the atmosphere of faith. And so my heart is, I pray that you will catch that this morning. Sometimes we have to lean in and catch it. We have to receive what is being put out into the atmosphere of faith. Amen. And so I just want to say to Lauren and Essie, we are so proud. To listen to your testimonies. And God has done a lot of work in you. And he's going to do so much more. And we are so excited to see what God is going to do in everyone's lives. And we wish we had time for everyone to share a testimony because I believe all of us have something to share. And all of our stories look different. Amen. English is messing with me also this morning. Um, but I, what I also love about this testimony of the lady from Devundu is that when Dani and Johannes went last year, July, August, the leaders in the village actually said to them that because she suffers from this issue of blood, constant bleeding, it's almost like the story of that woman in the Bible, she was actually being ostracized in her village. So it's being, you know, she was seen as someone that was unclean, and therefore she was not able to get married. No man would look at her. And when we visited in January, Johannes took me, and I met her for the first time. That's when we recorded the testimony. She was literally overflowing with joy. And she got married, and she is completely healed still. I actually said to Johannes, I think she's pregnant because she looked pregnant to me. We forgot to ask her afterwards because we had such fun recording her testimony. And it was much longer, but just for the sake of um, the service, we wanted to include much more. But, yo, how good is that, church? Does that encourage your heart this morning? Does that give anyone else faith to believe? Amen. And so... As a next step for us as a church, what I want to share this morning is, you know, now we've launched one year ago and we've seen God do incredible things in people's lives. And, and that's what it's all about. I just want you to hear our heart. Johannes and I are not here to try and fill a building. Amen. I think that's a byproduct when the Lord brings people to the mission and to this particular vision. But our heart is to see the Lord move and restore and heal and bring into his kingdom his people, his children. And so you know our vision. We've been talking about it nonstop for a year. Let me just see who here was at the very first service. 
A few of you. Yes. Yeah. You love us all. And obviously a lot of the people downstairs in Kids Church. But um, we've seen God do incredible things. And for a lot of us, we feel like family already. I feel like I've known Essie forever. When he comes on Sundays, he usually announces himself, Ek is here. And we love that. I love that it's become a home for him. And, and that's our heart. That's what Johannes and I have been praying. You know, since before we came here, we felt in our heart that God wants to establish a spiritual home. A place where people would feel accepted when the world rejects them. A place where people can receive new hope and encouragement where in the world they've been disappointed and they've been let down. And you know, sometimes we may get it wrong. Because who knows that we are all still people. But we are really going to trust the Lord in this next season to establish us and our foundations even deeper than what he's done in the last year. And so that's why I want to talk to you this morning about something called joining our family. Okay, if you want to use another corporate word, membership. But we like to call it joining the family, okay? And so on your seat, there's a little form that says join our family. And I'm going to ask you at the end of the service, if you want to fill this in, if you feel that this is your home. And if you are not sure yet, it is so okay. It takes time sometimes to find your home, your spiritual home, and to find your family, and to see if you, if you like the people here. <laughs> but you know what? The Lord is also faithful in that He will show you. He will show you where He wants you to be planted. But... Why do we want to speak about church membership? Firstly, I actually think the word member can be a little misleading. When I think about membership, who else thinks about the gym or some kind of social club where, yakuza's, you know, where I pay a certain fee for my membership and then I expect to get some kind of a service and maybe I participate on some level. But the biblical heart behind church membership is actually a little bit different. In Afrikaans, we call it litmaatskap. Ne? A litmaat van die gemeente. But our heart, and I pray that our heart is something that we can communicate to you well, and I pray that the Lord will help me this morning. But the biblical mandate for belonging in a spiritual family is actually very different. It actually means that there is a commitment that I am making, not just to the Lord, but to my fellow brothers and sisters of this body of believers that I have been born into. And so I want to share with you two scriptures this morning that really, I think, actually encapsulates this. So 1 Peter 2 verse 4 to 5 says the following. It says that as you come to him, that's now Jesus, the living stone, Rejected by human beings, but chosen by God and precious to Him. And verse 5. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So it speaks about a spiritual house that we are being built into. Amen. And I want to read to you also Ephesians 2. We shared this when we had our team meeting on Wednesday night. Ephesians 2 verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. And also, can everyone read this with me? <laughs> Members of his household. Okay, verse 20. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. 
and in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And I love that because what that means is when you and I decide to make a decision to follow Jesus, when we get spiritually born into the kingdom of God, we are actually not born into just some random place. We are born into a spiritual house. We are born into a spiritual kingdom where we have brothers and sisters. We have mothers and fathers. We have uncles and aunties. We have spiritual children. Amen. And so I honestly believe that while scripture talks about, you know, our bodies become the temple of the Lord. That's what a lot of scripture refers to. In other words, the Holy Spirit begins to dwell in our temple, which is our bodies. But I believe that the Lord is also actually very passionate about the local church. Because the local church, although we are a global body, we are a global body of believers. The local church has power in the fact that we get to disciple one-on-one. We get to disciple one another within the context of relationship. It's beautiful to listen to a lot of people online. I love listening to teachings online. But there's a lot of people who believe I can only listen to teachers online, but I don't have to belong to a spiritual home. And I want to say to you, or to those people, that they are actually missing out on so much. They're missing out on so much growth. They're missing out on so much relationship, so much of belonging, a sense of belonging, so much encouragement, hope, just the the gifts that the Lord has put on you, a place where you are able to learn, a, a place where you are able to test and to grow. All of us need that. And so I believe the Lord is very passionate about the local church. It's like when you are born again, you are a new baby. We are not going to drop that baby on the side of a road on a different sidewalk of a house every night. Would that be considered healthy? No. That baby needs one home. That baby needs a loving mother and father to protect, to care, to nurture, to teach, and to train them into a young adult. That baby needs brothers and sisters to come alongside, to play with, to grow with. Yes, sometimes have conflict with. (laughs) Amen. And I believe that is the same concept of a spiritual home. So that's why Johannes and I really felt in our hearts, we want to have that commitment from people to say that if you feel this is your spiritual home, if you feel led to the Lord from here, then this can be a place of spiritual covering for you. This can be a place where you can grow safely in the gifts that the Lord has given you. A place where you can be trained up into the person that God has called you to be. That is the heart that I believe for any local church. That we disciple one another within relationship. Because that's where real growth takes place. I mean. And so that is our heart behind church membership. So we want to encourage you. I think a lot of people already... You know, you are already members in your heart. So the only reason we want you to fill in a form is that so that we can update just on a practical level. We've got this phenomenal database that will enable us to really pastor our church well. So that we know when it is your birthday. So we can bless you and pray for you. So that we know when it's your anniversary. So that we know when your children are going to high school. Okay, it's also a place practically where we as pastors and as a church community as we grow you know, can look after pastoral elements in your life. So in other words, help prepare you for marriage. Glory to the Lord. There's going to be many marriages in the next two years in Jesus' name. 
Okay, so we can also perform wedding ceremonies. We can do water baptisms. Um, we can do all sorts of discipleship courses. We can assist with funerals. You know, all of those things that normally, if you are not part of a church home, who do you go to for that? And we believe we are actually very passionate about discipleship. So I will not necessarily be able to pronounce a blessing on two strangers' marriage if I have not walked a journey with them, and if I am not confident in my role as a responsible leader to know that, are you actually ready for marriage? That's why we don't do marriages for people that are not part of our family, that are not part of our church community. Amen. Because I also believe, and Johannes, we believe that God has put leadership in place, and we believe in the Ephesians 4, you'll see in the version notes, where the Bible speaks about the fivefold ministry. Okay, Jesus has equipped the church with leaders to take accountability and to keep watch over the souls of the people that God has entrusted to them. Okay, Johannes and I are accountable to the Lord. Okay, for the people in this fold, for the people in this community. We have to make sure that we pray over you. We have to make sure that we stay close to Jesus so that we can teach you truth from Scripture and not heresy. We have to make sure that you are loved. We have to make sure that we teach truth and that we train and that we fulfill the mission that God has given on this church for this people. This is God's church. This church does not belong to me and Johannes. And so that's our heart be behind that. And... Um, we want to come alongside and we want to know who is actually committed, who is here, because those are the people that we need to focus on. That's our mandate from the Lord. We want to make sure that this is a place of safety and covering for you. Amen. And I love that Psalm 92 verse 13 also says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. I've, talk, I've spoken about this a lot, but, you know, what happens to a plant when it is not planted? It will die. It withers and dies. And so the local church is really a place where the Lord can grow and take us deeper. When our root systems go down deep, the growth is so much higher. The growth is so much healthier. Amen. So that's why we want to encourage you, pray about it. If you are not sure, don't be forced to commit to anything that you are not ready to commit to. But all we want to ask is if you already feel like this is your spiritual home, just please fill in those details and then we can update our system and then we can know, okay, where are we as a church? Who is with us in this? And who are we taking with us on this journey as we go on in the next year and the next and the next and the next? Amen? Does that make sense? Does anyone have a question? If you have a question, you can ask afterwards as well. But so, what I also want to encourage you is that within family membership, we also have responsibilities. So we want to really ask you, our responsibilities as leaders is to pray, is to provide spiritual covering for you, is to provide a place of safety, to ensure that this is a place where truth is being preached. But then we all have a responsibility to take co-ownership of this vision. If we decide to call this church our home, this vision, this kingdom vision, then all of us take responsibility for the vision. All of us take responsibility to make this church a priority, to make the bringing up of our kids in God's ways a priority, and to take this mission to the next level. Amen. 
Okay, so we will talk more about those things as we continue. But that's what we, that's what we really want to, to share with you. And, and just to be clear, you know, as a church, we will always, always be open for anyone to come and visit. For anyone, we call them friends. So a friend can always come. Anyone can come to our services. Anyone can visit. Anyone can come to courses. But when you are a family member, there are certain privileges like all of those discipleship things that I mentioned, the weddings, the funerals, the baptisms, all those kind of things. Then that becomes part of all of us, our inheritance. And so that is for our born-again believers that want to take that next committed step. And so we always say friends are always welcomed and accepted. Family members will take a next step of choosing accountability and discipleship and relationship. And then leaders will be given authority. And so we are also growing. You know that Johannes and I are overseers of this church in Living Word Vintuk and also Living Word Namibia. But we report into Living Word Cape Town, which is Living Word South Africa. Living Word is actually a network all across South Africa, probably around almost 30 congregations around South Africa. So we are accountable to them. We are accountable to them with regards to finances, with regards to the growth of our church, with regards to everything that we do here. So I want to also mention that because it's important that you know how we operate as a church when you pray about where the Lord is leading you to be planted. And the second thing I want to encourage you with is know what we stand for. Know what we believe. It's very important. So our website was hacked, unfortunately, a couple of months ago, but we are busy updating it. But if you would like our statement of faith, which is just a bullet point list of about 15 or 16 things that we as a church believe in terms of doctrine, in terms of, you know, they call it your statement of belief. Then please just send me a message on WhatsApp and we'll send you a PDF or you can go and look at levenevoer.co.za and there's a beautiful statement on, on the website of everything that we believe as a church. And I believe that's really important for us to know. If you're going to commit to membership, know at least what, what we stand for and, and in your heart make a decision whether this is the place where you want to be. Amen. And so what are we doing after this? Now, that was joining our family. Next, we want to talk about serving our family. Okay, so serving our family, that is the next step of, you know, as I become a member, as I become part of the family, now my next step is I get part in serving our family and in serving our city. And so before I give a chance for some of our team just to share different areas where you can get involved in church life and get involved in the ministry life, I want to encourage you with the scripture, you know, because the Bible speaks about the fact that God has given us different gifts, and part of this growth process of discipleship is that the church is also the place where we can grow and learn how to use the gifts that God has given us. And sometimes I remember even for me, before I got into the local church, I had absolutely no idea whether I even had a gift. <laughs> I just felt like I was one of those average people. I just never stood out in one area. And only when I started serving in my local church... I was serving on the new Christians team, and I was just handing out Bibles for anyone who made a commitment. I didn't even pray for people. I just handed out Bibles. And it was not until one of my leaders said, actually, can you start sharing a message? And then I had diarrhea of fear. Okay. And 
it started with one person just seeing something on my life and started giving me an opportunity. But it started with me actually just serving in the place where there was a need. And you know what? The Lord sees, and we share this with our kids team all the time, because they serve in an area where they are not in the service. I served many conferences in South Africa for a different church where I was outside where the word was being preached. But that was the place where God grew me the most. That was the place where he shaped my character the most. Because who knows that for us to really operate in the gifts that God has placed in our life, he first has to work on our character. He first has to heal some, some wounds in our personalities and different things. And, and I believe serving in church is one of those phenomenal places where even still for me, it grows me in Jesus' name. So I want to read you this scripture, 1 Peter 4 verse 10. And it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And so obviously our gifts are not just for the church. Who knows our gifts are for wherever God has called you. Our gifts are within our own homes, within our families. Our gifts are for our schools, our community, our workplaces, everywhere we go. Amen. We can ask the team in the meantime to come up. I think we've got Karl, we've got Imke, we've got Jana, and we've got Sam. You can all come to the front. And I'm going to ask, what we've done is we've asked some of our team to share. You can just tell me when we can, well, we can go. And we've asked them to share just a little bit of their experience in serving in some areas. Because what our heart is as a church community is that we also grow as a team so that we can get to a place of rotation. Because Johannes and my heart, and we've both been there, is not for people to burn out. We know we all have lives. We have children. We have businesses. We have jobs. And so we want to lighten the burden for everyone. And it's an amazing place to just build amazing relationships. And so I've asked all of them to share a little bit of certain areas. And yeah, they can encourage you this morning. Carl, you can start for us. Hi, good morning. Sorry for those who I haven't met yet. My name is Carl. I'm a South African. I'm here on a working arra arrangement. Uh, been in Namibia now for just about a year or just more than a year. Uh, started off by, was only supposed to be nine months, but God decided to extend it. Um, I would like to share with you my, my involvement here with living with Vintuk um, and what I'm so thankful for uh, and, and the fact that God uh, brought me here. Um, I, I started here and one of the things that, that uh, came out to me through my involvement in this congregation uh, was uh, Marissa mentioned that we, we've all got a calling. Um, before I joined you, I never knew what that it was. And uh, I, I've learned that, that that's a big gap in any Christian's life that you, you need to know. God has a job for you. Um, he's, you know, he gives you a day job, and that normally pays for the bills and so forth. But for each of us, he's got, a, he's got an actual other job that he wants you to use uh, or that he wants to use you for. So through my involvement here, I actually got to know what that is. Uh, it went through a process, and uh, it got confirmed to me on three different ways. So I'm confident I know what it is and, and what it's about. 
So uh, that, that was uh, one huge blessing that, that I received since being involved here with, uh, with Namibia. Um, the other thing is that, that this congregation offers me is the, the, the ability to, to serve. Um, yes, we've got all sorts of callings to go do things. You know, some people can prophesy, some people can heal, some others. But I do believe God wants us to serve you. Uh, the church is not this building and all the infrastructure that's here. It, it's us. It's, it's the people, you know, and, and God wants us to serve each other and also serve others out there. So I started getting involved in the sound system, yeah, uh, right from the first service. No background in sound. No, I've never touched a, a sound mixer in my life before. So uh, we set it up the first time. We, we had there at uh, Johannes and Marissa's home, we, we had a mock set up and looked at the connections and so forth, and we thought, okay, we're okay to go. And uh, I remember, I think it was the first or the second service, uh, somebody came and stood next to me, said to me, listen, you need to uh, adjust reverb here. I said, sorry, say again? <laughs> I, I did figure out that that to be something to do with sound. I mean, otherwise he wouldn't come tell me that. I didn't know the guy from a bar of soap, so... Yeah, so we went onto the internet. Oh, I asked him, can you show me how to do it? And he couldn't do it either. <laughs> but he had the sound background to say, okay, you need to adjust reverb. But that's how we started. So, um, yes, there was fear in the beginning or, or you know, un uncertainties and whatever. But what I would like to share with you is, you know, if God places it on your heart to say, go and serve, and you feel maybe that, you know, I'm not quite up to it, and, you know, am I going to get it right? He will, he will help you. Don't you worry. God is going to support you in that. We, through YouTube and people that we've got to know, we've managed to sort out that board. And we're now at a point where we're training other people yeah, to, to do that. And that's awesome. So uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for having us great team together. And I'm confident that uh, God is going to bless this congregation way beyond expectations. Good. Um, so I'm very privileged to stand here in front and speak about the kids' church that we have. Um, as you know, we have phenomenal volunteers downstairs that are looking after the kids and really just giving their best and putting so much time and effort into it. Um, we are very privileged to be part of the next growing generation and to, to lead these children and to help them walk into their their path that, that God also has for them. It is amazing to see, last year we had a three-year-old three little boy who had so much knowledge that you actually can't believe, any, uh, can't believe everything that comes out of his mouth that is actually just, just three years old. And then the other guy that we have, he was 11 last year, and I'm pretty sure he's going to lead the next generation. And um, if, if you love children... And if anything of this tickles your heart, please come and see me after the service. We would love to have some more people on board and love to have more, more people to sow into, this, to, into these kiddies' lives. And yeah. Okay, so I'm Jana. Um, and I was asked to speak about the coffee table and the communion and what we do. So I was thinking like, Okay, I can tell you what we do, and we make coffee and boil the water and so, but there's just <laughs> so much more to coffee. And Marissa actually said everything I wanted to say, but it's about relationship. And uh, we serve a God that 
that's a relational God. And because we serve a God out of relationship and not religion, he says, because it's, it's relationship and it's not do's and don'ts, it's a good idea that you don't steal from your friends and family. But it's a good idea to spend quality time with them. And a lot of business deals is actually made around a table and around, you know, on the uh, golf club or wherever. But we want to build relationship with you. And I actually made a very good friend, Cheryl, there, around the coffee table. So Cheryl is such a special friend to me, and it was about coffee or around a coffee cup. So we want to invite you to come and help us to make coffee and um, just spend a lot of time with us in the hot kitchen there. It's really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but what I want to say is because we are Jesus' disciples and we want to do what he does, and he does everything out of relationship, and relationship is important to him. It's important to me. And I want to build relationship with you around the coffee table. And then about the communion... So I am from Levende Woord Primeria. I was there in, for 12 years before you know, when I moved to Namibia. And I literally, I, <laughs> I stalked Johannes Maris and I said, I was there and please can I join and I want to be part. And I sent him, I did this and I did this and please. So, but there once a guy said um, about, about communion and he was talking about um, the Israelites bringing in Deuteronomy 26, bringing their bread to the, to the um, priests. And then they had to say, my father is a wandering Syrian. He came out of Egypt, but look where he is now. And that what is one of the things that, that the communion symbolizes for me is to say, where did I come from? And 2020 well, for me was horrible, but where am I now? And that is what the communion symbolizes for me. So thank you. And, um, yeah, Sam. What are you, Is it on? Okay, so Marissa asked me to talk about um, venue prepping, um, welcoming team, and then also um, offering team. So, yeah, just a short introduction. Um, before I, I joined Marissa and Johannes, I was um, at another church, but it was my first time ac actually serving. Normally just attending going home, doing your week, and then just coming on Sunday, sitting in the church, and then going home again. And I had a thing that time that I wanted everything the way I feel in church on a Sunday, I want to feel like that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't want it to be just in the church. And I never knew it was the reason for not being planted for in my life. And then um, getting the experience and being planted, um, when I got them on, on Facebook... Facebook, um, my, I prayed to God. I literally said that I want, a, I want to, like, you know, your parents, when you grew up, they told you, yes, we helped build that church. Um, we were there when they were no speakers, for instance. And that was my prayer. Um, I asked the Lord, I want to be part of that. I want to build something. I want to tell my children one day, yes, where we started, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got them, and um, that's, that's part of the team. Um, also, actually, one of my gifts is hospitality, so I'm super blessed. I want to serve. It's, it's a gift. God gave it to me, and I'm blessed to, to have it. So um, in the venue prepping, you are here at 7.30. You need to have an eye for detail. We have Marissa and Johannes. 
Marissa, she sees every, everything. And it's not to be, it's like if somebody comes to visit you guys at your house, you want them to feel welcome. You want them to not have to step into something that's dirty. Um, it's, it's hospitality. It's, it's making you guys feel that, wow, we, we're actually prepared for you guys. So, um, yeah, it is um, going into the bathroom, making sure that the dustbins are clean, making sure there's toilet paper for the guests when they come in. Um, making sure with welcoming team that you are there, you are friendly, you are welcoming the people. Um, so yeah, but it's it's fun. I, I can't imagine, this is me, I can't imagine where I was to just come and attend on a Sunday and go back home. Um, I want to read something here um, in Matthew 9, verse 35. Then Jesus went out about all the cities and villages, teaching in the um, in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he, saw, um, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the, his harvest." And that's what we pray each and every morning, and we pray for you guys. We pray for the people to come and attend church, but we pray for people to be planted and to really start serving. Um, the end goal is for everybody here to, to be serving, and then the chest must be open for new people. They must be pulled in serving, the chest must be open for new people. That's how you build. So, yeah. Um, and then with um, just a last thought, um, one of our teachers downstairs, she's... Um, amazing. She's been here from day one. Um, she called us yesterday. She was feeling sick. So I was not supposed to be here today, but then I, after Marissa already did the roster, I told her, okay, I will be here. So I was like a floating roaming person, which made me available to serve any place that's needed today. And um, she actually called at seven and said, I'm feeling sick. Um, Marissa prayed for her. I prayed for her. And I told her, I'm, I'm starting to prepare. Um, to teach because we have two other assistants downstairs that's just observing. They, they don't know how to teach yet, so um, we need somebody else to teach downstairs. And um, yeah, this morning at quarter past five, she texted me and said, I'm feeling okay, but I'm going to come. I will not let the enemy keep me at home. And when she got here, she told me outside, she's never experienced something like that. The way Marissa and me attended to her yesterday, she felt like we were, um, we were mothering her and really caring for her. And that's what this is, guys. This is, this is a family. We care for each other. We will always help out and we help is needed. Um, but, yeah, we just want willing hearts, people to, to want to come here and say, yes, um, I want to build this kingdom for God. So, yeah. And, oh, and come and talk to me if you guys want to be on the welcoming venue prep team. And every other team, let's give her a hand. Awesome. Okay, how awesome was that? Is it nice to hear from just different people's perspectives? And I love that, you know, we are all different. And we have all got different gifts. And Sam and I were talking about it this morning because um, I am learning how to delegate more. Okay. <laughs> Who struggles to delegate? Okay, some of us, there's a few of us. Okay, and so church is a great place where we can learn how to do that. And Sam's been really great in helping me with that. And um, 
But so is all of our team. So I pray that that has encouraged you this morning. And if there's an area that's really touched your heart and maybe you're not sure or maybe you've got a question, come and chat to the team afterwards. Chat to us. There's a little form on your seat that says volunteer interest form. Okay, you can fill that in or come and chat to us. But we would love to have you as part of our team. Amen. Is that good? Awesome. Well, I'm going to give over to Johannes and he's going to close for us this morning. Awesome. It's been a good day today. Love to hear from all our team, all the experiences. So before we take a communion, um, just two things about it, so that we just not also forget what a communion is about. A communion, when we have that, that is, number one, it's something that the Lord said as believers we must do, because why? He wants us to, number one, remember, Remember all that he did for us. Okay? And number two is, it links with remember, is not to forget his son Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. So it's all about remember, remember, remember. And we now remembered what the Lord did for us this last year. And I'm stuck with that word, remember, remember, because... I use it a lot to remind myself to remember. <laughs> and I looked up on the internet, not Google, but some other worthy program. Um, and the word remember and all its Greek and Hebrew uh, variants is used over 500 times in scriptures. Why would that be? There's the does the Lord just want us to like <laughs> to keep us occupied looking for the words or what? They, they must be for that reason. And I think it's because he wants us, number one again, to remind us not to forget him and to remind us of the, the, the promises that he gave to each and every one of us. And that stuff that we receive through being in his word we receive uh, uh, promises by um, from our friends from praying from a prophetic uh, word so there's uh, uh, different ways that we receive from god and he wants us continually to remember 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 and that's why this is something that we do each and every month, at least. At least once here as a, as a church, but also in our homes. To remember what the Lord did for us. So, while our team amends this out, I just want you guys to not just have the biscuits and the juice and just... I go home now. That's that's it now. That's the end of this 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 the service. But really, take a moment. I'll give a few minutes, three, four, five minutes, and just think about what God did in your life this last year. What is the the goodness of God? Amen. Amen. Our team can handle the communion.